Hey, y'all. It's the NPR Politics Podcast here with a very quick take on today's meeting at the White House between President Obama and President-elect Donald Trump. I'm Sam Sanders, campaign reporter. I'm Susan Davis. I cover Congress. I'm Scott Detrow, campaign reporter. And I'm Scott Horsley, White House reporter. There are four of us here in the studio today because we are actually in the studio recording a bigger hour-long special that will be in your feeds and on NPR member stations this weekend. It's all about Trump's election. But quick detour from that to talk about today's meeting in the Oval Office between the president and the president-elect. Two of them made some brief remarks. They sat side by side. We're going to play some tape here in full. If you've already caught that today, just skip ahead about two and a half minutes. Ready? Okay. Well, I just had uh, the opportunity to have an excellent conversation with President-elect Trump. Uh, It was wide-ranging. We talked about... uh, some of the organizational issues uh, in setting up a White House. We talked about foreign policy. We talked about domestic policy. Uh, And as I said last night, my number one priority in the coming two months is to try to facilitate a transition that ensures our president-elect is successful. Uh, And uh, I have been very encouraged by the, uh, I think, interest in President-elect Trump's uh, wanting to work with my team around uh, many of the issues that this great country faces. And uh, I believe that it is important for all of us, regardless of party uh, and regardless of political preferences, uh, to now come together, work together, to deal with uh, the many challenges that we face. Uh, And in the meantime, uh, Michelle has had a chance to uh, greet the incoming First Lady, and uh, we had uh, uh, an excellent uh, conversation with her as well, and we want to make sure that they feel welcome uh, as they prepare uh, to make this transition. And most of all, uh, I want to uh, emphasize to you Uh, Mr. President-elect, that uh, we now are going to want to do everything we can to help you succeed, because if you succeed, then the country succeeds. Please. Well, thank you very much, President Obama. Um, This was a meeting that was going to last for maybe 10 or 15 minutes, and uh, we were just going to get to know each other. We had never met each other. Uh, I have great respect. Uh, The meeting lasted for almost an hour and a half, and it could have, as far as I'm concerned, it could could have gone on for a lot longer. We really, um, we discussed a lot of different situations, some wonderful and some difficulties. Um, I very much look forward to dealing with the President in the future, including counsel. He's we explained some of the difficulties, some of the the high-flying assets, and some of the some of the really great things that have been achieved. Uh, so, Mr. President, it was a great honor being with you, and I look forward to being with you many, many more times in the future. Thank you, sir. You hear all those cameras flicking because I'm sure everyone was like, "What in the world? Yeah. Who would have ever thought?" a few years ago, that these two men would be praising each other, having a meeting that ran over time, and then sitting side by side, shaking hands. That the single most vocal proponent of birtherism is now meeting in the Oval Office with... With the man who said he was an existential threat to democracy. With 
a yeah. man, yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> that. This, this, this was not necessarily a meeting that either of these two would have ordered up, but it was the meeting that was ordered up by our Tuesday. And I think that President Obama, just like he did when he spoke the day after the election, took pains to say, I am accepting you as the next president of the United States. I want you to do well, and I'm going to do everything I can to help you do well. Uh, saying that, you know, his success is the country's success. I think President Obama is trying to signal to Democrats and to the rest of the world that it is business as usual in terms of American democracy after a period that seemed like anything but business as usual. Yeah. And, you know, and, and maybe we should make a, a distinction there. When he says he's, I'm going to do everything he can to help Donald Trump, he doesn't mean he's doing everything he can to help Donald Trump gut the Affordable Care Act right. or roll back his immigration policies. He does mean he's going to try to make sure that the the wheels of government don't come off the tracks uh, just as a new president is taking office. A smooth handoff doesn't mean I'm giving you my blessing to undo everything I spent the late, last eight years trying to do. It does mean I'm not going to try to sabotage the government to, to foil that. Mm-hmm. My visceral reaction to this, as someone who followed the campaign for the last year and a half, for at least, what, 18 months, we've heard the two of these men saying that the other one is dangerous. And then we see the two of these men today saying the other one is a pretty good stand-up dude. Yeah, you had, you had Donald Trump yeah. calling calling Obama a, a very good man, yeah. uh, saying, so, I have great respect for you, um, making nice, much as he did uh, when, he, when he spoke about Hillary Clinton, uh, uh, but, when she called to concede on the election. But, okay, so that means, though, either what they did today was stagecraft or what they did for the last year and a half with stagecraft. No. I and think, for lots no. of political No, but but like I think what they did today is that there is there is stagecraft in what they did today and it is the custom it is uh it is what one does uh when there's a, a change of power in our democratic society. What, you don't think it was stagecraft? What they did for the last year and a half was politics. What they did today was governing. And I think that there are very two distinct things and they're and they should be judged differently i mean uh, and and this is where we are with donald trump now like we have a year and a half of him saying these were all the things he's going to do the the american people decided they wanted that and now he will be judged by how he executes that but i i think there is a very different thing between how you campaign and how you govern but doesn't a trump supporter or an obama supporter see the version of those two men that we saw today and is a bit disappointed i think that that could be a long-term problem for President Trump because running an insurrectionist insurgent campaign railing against the system is much different than being the system. And he's going to have to cut deals. He's, he's going to have to work. Now. He's the system. And he is going to have to work and with and run the government that he spent so much time railing on. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a, that's why I think a lot of populist candidates have a tough time governing for that reason. But I think there's a couple things that we can look to in the way that we've seen President-elect Trump act ever since he became president-elect. He had that speech that was inclusive. It was very gracious to Hillary Clinton. It said he wanted to be a president for the whole country. Two things kind of come to mind when, when I've, I've watched Donald Trump and I've, and I've read up on his career is that he's always a fighter, but you know he, when, when he thinks he's being attacked, he'll attack back hard. And he clearly thought and was right about it that the way to win the White House was just to decimate his opponents. But when you saw those primary opponents come on board as advisors and, and surrogates, he would say, oh, I really respected him. I had to go after him hard, but I really respected him. I think when he said that about Hillary Clinton um, at the debate, that she was a fighter, and then he said it again, I think he really means that, and, and he thought that's why he had to hit her that hard. 
when people are nice to him face to face, he is nice back to them. And I think that raises a lot of questions about how you negotiate with world leaders. But remember, he and Enrique Peña Nieto had nice things to say to each other. And then they were back to to trashing each other the minute they weren't in the same room. So what else was talked about during that meeting? Uh, Well, they covered some foreign policy, some domestic policy. But according to the White House, uh, a lot of what they talked about was just sort of the mechanics of setting up a White House operation. Uh, It's a it's a big uh, infrastructure that's there at the White House. It's designed to be able to deal with multiple issues, multiple crises simultaneously. And President Obama just sketched out some ideas about here's how you might want to think about setting up your White House infrastructure. And and uh, uh, Donald Trump said he was he was interested in that. Uh, the president came away uh, with renewed confidence, according to the White House, that Trump is interested in having a smooth transition and being able to hit the ground running uh, in in January when he takes office. Uh, they they also talked a little bit about dealing with the press. There was actually some back and forth before this meeting about which teams of reporters would be allowed to in to cover it. Uh, the the pool reporters who've been following Donald Trump around uh, didn't get any sort of assist from the Trump campaign apparatus to get them into the Oval Office. But the uh, the the White House said we're going to have both pools of reporters in here. And uh, after the two statements were made, uh, there was a, a lot of shouted questions, as there often are after a meeting like this. And President Obama gave Donald Trump some advice. He said, uh, you know, you don't have to answer when they shout out the questions at the end like that. It's going to be real. As is the longtime White House reporter, how did you feel about that piece of advice? <laughs> President Obama has has no trouble ignoring shouted questions when he wants to. <laughs> I, sh- I should also mention that while the president uh, and the president-elect were meeting there in the Oval Office, uh, Donald Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, was uh, walking around the South Lawn with uh, Dennis McDonough, the president's chief of staff. And Melania Trump was having tea, how civilized, with First Lady Michelle Obama. And then uh, Michelle Obama gave her a a sort of private tour of the the residence, uh, including the Truman Balcony, which has been one of the favorite spots for the the Obama family. That might have been the more interesting meeting. I could imagine the two of them saying... About that speech. <laughs> <laughs> and that meeting, I must say, was completely closed to the press. Uh-huh. So we also know that Donald Trump met with Capitol Hill leaders today. What happened there? So Donald Trump and his wife, Melania, came to Capitol Hill. They dined at the Capitol Hill Club, which is a popular restaurant on the House side of the Capitol. Uh, he dined with House Speaker Paul Ryan, Vice President and Mike Pence joined them. They then took a tour over to the Capitol, an unplanned tour, where the Speaker uh, gave Donald Trump a tour of his office and then took him out onto the Speaker's balcony to give him the view that he will see when he on Inauguration Day when he takes the oath of office, which is always done on on, on the grounds of the U.S. Capitol. And then they headed over to the Senate side and they met with Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell to sort of just have initial, a lot of this at this stage is just um, initial talks about what their priorities should be, how they can work together, what their messages should be. Um, we shouted questions at Trump. He was, you know, he was asked, uh, how do you like being here in the Capitol? He said it was a really, really beautiful building. Uh, and he also, he was, uh, questions were shouted at him about whether he was going to do something about the Muslim ban or build the wall. He did not answer those questions, but he did say that his priorities would be jobs, health care, and immigration. So all these displays of unity all throughout D.C. today, on the same day that we keep seeing headlines about anti-Trump protests in cities throughout the country, even walkouts on campuses throughout the country. So a very different set of images outside of the Capitol. That's it for now. As we said, we're working on a big episode about the election and what's ahead in a Trump presidency. That'll be in your feed Friday night. I'm Sam Sanders, campaign reporter. I'm Scott Detrow, campaign reporter. I'm Susan Davis. I cover Congress. And I'm Scott Horsley, White House reporter. And thank you for listening to the NPR Politics Podcast. 